Hello, this is the Angela podcast and my name is Data. It's my real name and it's spelled D-A-T-A. Ajola is a platform that was designed to make entrepreneurship easy for everyone. And it came about from one simple problem, the ability to raise funds. For many groups of people in entrepreneurship, raising funds, whether through a bank or through venture capital can be very challenging, minorities and women. So I thought, what if we're able to raise capital from our customers, what will that look like? And I put various ideas together. I said, what kind of platform helps people raise money from customers? Crowdfunding. But we need to be more than just a crowdfunding platform. We need to be more like a marketplace because by acquiring these customers, you want to retain them. So we decided to build a platform that helps entrepreneurs raise money from their customers by selling coupons. This way, you're able to raise capital, but you're also able to get your first or new sets of customers that can ensure your business goes on well past that first coupon or the first purchase. And we want to do more than just help businesses raise capital. We want to ensure that the entrepreneurship experience is easy. So that's what our platform does. But we wanted to also kind of do more by being able to talk more about the problems entrepreneurs face. Um, I'll start out by talking about my background and what came about with the idea of entrepreneurship. Um, Ajola came about from an experience in grad school, in business school, and having to pitch and present the initial business that I was trying to do, which was called Songbird, um, and it was supposed to make um, talent discovery a lot easier. And I found that trying to raise money um, was very difficult. Um, oftentimes, you hear about all big companies that are raising venture funding and the um, large sums they're, they're um, able to raise. But I think what is lost on all of us is we hear only the successful companies. We miss all the small companies that are struggling or go out of business because they're unsuccessful in raising capital. So I said, there has to be an alternative to the status quo for people that don't have access to um, capital because access to capital is also geographical. It is based on geography. If you're in San Francisco, if you're in Silicon Valley, the Bay Area, it might be easier than someone in some small town in Milwaukee. In our case, it was Kingston, Ontario, which was two hours away from Toronto. So access to capital is not readily available. The other alternative will be to raise capital from a bank. That comes with a series of its own challenges because often banks want you to be in existence for two years. So they want you to submit two years worth of financial statements. Um, You have to have cash flow. it creates a certain kind of catch-22 for first-time entrepreneurs because in the beginning stages, you don't have the customers and you don't have the capital to submit to the banks to be able to acquire this loan. 
or this financing, this debt financing. So I said there has to be an easier way because if I use statistics, between one to four percent of men, of black people and um, women raise venture funding. And if banks are asking you for two years worth of financial statement um, and, and you're a new business, you might not have that readily available. So a, lot, a large population of entrepreneurs are at a structural disadvantage when it comes to being able to start their businesses. So that is what happened to, for us to create Ajola. The other very interesting thing that came about from this whole process was the realization that through our process, businesses might be able to bring on um, customers, which is, it's so much, it's, it's much more important to acquire customers than to raise venture funding. Because when you get customers, you're able to raise capital because the customers are paying you for your product or your service. Um, but when you raise capital, there's no guarantee that you might be able to find a customer. So through this process of you know launching a campaign and being able to tell people about what your business is, they could give you feedback and um, the platform can be used for new businesses or existing businesses. But for the new businesses, you can actually get feedback in real time and slowly start building loyal loyalty towards the product or the service with the community, the Ajola community. So um, we spent close to two years kind of refining the idea, trying to figure out what are the ideal features for this to make entrepreneurship easy for every, anyone trying to start a business. Um, so that is what the platform is. So this podcast is intended to kind of discuss all the problems um, found as my face in the beginning stages and some of the kind of things that they should really avoid. So I'm just going to try to, for every episode, I'm just going to not say that the advice I'm giving is correct. I'm just talking from my own personal experience. Um, the things I wish somebody had told me in the beginning. Um, so some of the mistakes I made in the beginning stages was um, the one thing you have to remember about entrepreneurship, especially when the business doesn't exist, is most people are very visual. Unless you show them something, whether you show them a prototype or whether you show them like the location where the restaurant is going to be at or whatever, you need to show them something physical. Um, the, the, the danger sometimes is um, if you tell people um, about your business idea without um, giving them something to look at, they might not take it seriously. And the one thing you want to do in the beginning stages of your business is take it very seriously. You need to feed the idea, you need to nourish the idea, and you need to surround the idea with people that are going to do the same. People that are willing to make some kind of contribution to ensure that it becomes real. That might be difficult in the beginning phase because even if it's family and friends, sometimes, um, not not intentionally, they might try to 
critique the idea and and think that they are right um and it's really important that you don't deal in negative criticism or structural criticism like people will tell you this is what a it costs to to employ a contractor or this is what it will cost to rent an office space so do you really need an office space this is what it will cost to to you know to lease a um a particular equipment as opposed to buying it those kind of things really help bring the vision to life if people are general in um the ideas of why it's a, there might be issues with the business you want to really avoid that because every business in the beginning stage is an hypothesis you are an idea that something might work but you don't know there is no guarantee that it would but you have an hypothesis so you should see your business as a science experiment and you have to have a series of ideas as to how you're going to execute this idea but imagine working in a lab testing out an experiment with other scientists that are not directly related to the experiment trying to critique everything you're doing it kind of influences how you perform so you want to actually you know be surrounded by other scientists that kind of really will support the experiment and will um kind of point out um better ways that the experiments can could be successful so that is one of the biggest things that i it took me a while to figure out because your state of mind um when launching a business because the, the other thing about being serious about your business is you come into the realization that entrepreneurship is difficult for a lot of people it's the most difficult things they will do in their life and depending on where you are and what industry you are in it could be more difficult than other forms of entrepreneurship um so one of the things you want to do is you want to put things in alignment you want to be around people that are, that are supportive of the things you're doing you want to be in an environment that is supportive of the things you're doing because sometimes things don't fail because of lack of effort it just fails because of the environment um and you have power you're able to control the environment you're able to control the people that are around um as well as controlling the amount of effort you put so if you don't understand that sometimes you stay in the wrong place dealing with the wrong people thinking that it's failing because of you not understanding that it's everything else you know um so the first thing you have to do is you have to kind of people will talk about building a business plan um i think there's a step that comes before that before you start building a business plan um you you build an environment plan um and let me just use the best example if you're trying to start a film production company to make tv shows and movies scripted or unscripted that plan whatever the plan is looks different if you build it for new mexico or detroit as com- as compared to los angeles because the ecosystem the environment are different that will influence what kind of films you're able to make because the resources are available in los angeles 
the talent is available. So one of the mistakes people make is they come up with this plan and put it in the wrong environment and start questioning why it's not working. It's like a recipe. You have the recipe with all the ingredients, but if you don't have the right oven to cook it, you lead, it leads to failure. So you want to kind of have like an environment plan of what do I have available to you, to, to me? And sometimes there might be nobody there. And that's okay. Because there's this fallacy that you always need a, a, a um, co-founder or a mentor or an advisor. Sometimes it's better to have a clear plan or clear idea in the right environment than having all those people. And the other mistake I made is if you get the wrong advice, you start chasing the wrong thing. So people kept on telling me, find a co-founder. I found one and it was one of the biggest mistakes I made. Um, you need a mentor. Um, I'm really educated. So I finally got a mentor and it turns out that I'm more educated than my mentor. So I kind of knew more than my mentor was um, telling me. So I wasn't doing things because they were logical. I was doing things because of the advice that I was given by people. And that comes into the whole environment issue. Um, because if people are truly trying to support the idea, they will take the time to understand what the idea really needs and they won't just passively make suggestions as to what you should be doing that has nothing to do with you achieving success. Um, so one of the things you really want to do before you start taking advice from anybody is you want to really assess what the environment is because the environment has a certain kind of person there. So you're more likely going to find entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley. Most of them might not be from Silicon Valley. Most of them might have moved there because they know that Silicon Valley is where entrepreneurship um, flourishes. You're most likely going to find a film director or an actor in Los Angeles or in Hollywood. You're going to find a financial person in, on, in, on Wall Street. So environment really matters. And um, Michael Potter um, from Potter Five Forces is a Harvard professor, has a theory about business clusters. And he used three business clusters as an example as to why this environment idea might influence your level of success. So he talks about Boston, um, Silicon Valley Bay Area, and New York City, the three largest tech hubs in the United States. And data shows that if you start a company in those clusters, you are more likely to achieve success than starting it anywhere else or a tech company. Um, because the banks will evolve to accommodate the kind of industries that you know um, are in a particular space. So if a, if a bank operates in the Silicon Valley Bay area, the people that work at a bank are more familiar with how tech companies work as opposed to going to a small town and people not really being sure of exactly what you're doing. Um, systems are more advanced in those environments so um, you're able to kind of get up and running faster. So one of the things you really want to do is really assess your environment plan and see if the environment is conducive for your particular kind of industry. Because if you're starting a restaurant, 
and you're starting a tech company, those are fundamentally different businesses, industries. Um, a restaurant, everybody's going to eat. So you're most likely going to be able to start a business and find customers in any space. But you also, in that in those kind of scenarios, you also have to do research into what the, the environment is like. So there are some environments where you're more likely going to find vegans than you'll find like people that need to eat steak and eat meat. So if you start a steak restaurant in a vegan neighborhood, you're not going to get a lot of customers. So those kind of factors are things to really consider because environment is the starting point before you start making a plan because your environment helps you with the plan. The other thing that really helped me when dealing with the environment. Um, so when I start building the plan, we we operate as a software company both in Canada and the United States. Um, but we started off in Canada. Um, one of the things that happened when I started building the plan is I was aware of what was available to me in Toronto. And with those, because I was trying to be realistic, I didn't plan too far because I knew that there were some things that you want to do that can only be done in the United States. If I was hoping to get 50 million users on the, plat- the platform, that is not possible in Canada because they're not, the Canadian population is 35 million or around 35 million, but I can get 50 million people to sign up in the United States. So those kind of factors really go into how I build a plan. So when you start off with the environment, understanding what the environment really is, you know what you're able to do. So if you don't achieve success, you you have to know why. You need to know that is it because of something I did or is it because the environment isn't conducive enough to allow for success? So um, as I I keep on going back, you really have to stop and say, what is this environment that I'm in? What is available to me? What are the people like? Um, I find that one of the reasons why you tend to find more successful companies in the United States, and it's not against any other country, it's just Americans are more willing to take risks. And with that mindset, they're more willing to start companies, but the consumers, the customers are more willing to take a chance on a totally new company that they're not familiar with. Um, I found that in Toronto, like in Canada, there's a tendency to be more risk averse. They want to be sure that the company is going to be successful um, and they want the brand to be a little bit more familiar to them. This creates a catch-22 because you need the support in the beginning to find the success. If people don't give you support in the beginning, you don't find the success. And those kind of scenarios get magnified in particular industries. So for instance, if you're in the financial technology industry and trying to onboard customers in Toronto, they're less likely to want to do business with you because you're not established. So they're a little bit more worried, which might be different in the United States. So um, an an ability to analyze Environment, environmental factors quickly 
um, and honestly would really help. The other thing you want to do when you're doing your analysis is to be able to um, find a certain level of objectivity with what is really going on. Um, because if you get data that is skewed based on people's emotional responses, you would be building an idea that is unrealistic. So one of the things I always try to do is, um, I, I like facts and I like the numbers to guide um, how decisions are being made. If um, so, what particular in, in, people might say things like, "Oh, Toronto is great for tech." Um, that is a very general state statement um, because. It's great for tech, and you have to ask the question of if you're building a tech company, at what stage of business is Toronto great? If if Canadians are both risk adverse and Toronto is great for tech, then that means Toronto might be great for tech for a company that is at a Series A funding round or a Series B, but not at seed or pre-seed. And I hope that makes sense. So. Canadians are risk averse. They want brands to be a little bit more established. At seed or pre-seed, you're still at the idea stage. You don't have any customers that are paying you or any customers that are using your platform or your business. Um, so yes, Toronto might be good and supportive when you've already done the, the work of getting customers to pay you, um, but not before then. So if you're struggling and you're still at seed or pre-seed it might not be the idea it might just be the environment it might just be toronto is not accommodating to idea stage businesses so all these kind of factors are really good to assess in the beginning stages do your research on environments some environments are better than other places um, but apart from also going based on data because one of the problems you have with assessing data about particular things or places is people that have a an invested interest in making sure those things look good are going to skew the data. So if you're the mayor of Toronto, you want Toronto to look like it's great for business. If um, you are the um, premier, which is the same thing as the governor of Ontario, you're more likely to do that. If you're the governor of California, you're going to say the same thing that California is the best place for tech companies to come. What you need to really do is go based on results as opposed to um, general articles you might read. So if you can name five movies that were filmed in Los Angeles, then maybe Los Angeles might be a good place to make a film. If you can name 20 companies, tech companies that are based in Silicon Valley, then maybe Silicon Valley might be a good place for tech. But if you're in Toronto and everybody is telling that Toronto is great for tech, but you can't name five companies, five tech companies from Toronto, then you need to look deeper into the data. So that's how you really assess environment because it's the job of those people to make things look good. Um, and that is one of the real factors to kind of really pay attention to. 
because it makes it a lot more easy, difficult to really understand um, what's going on. And going deeper into the environment conversation, you could ask, you could say, see this way: if you go, to, if you were sick and there was something wrong with you, you want to know what is happening. You want to know why you're sick so that you can apply the right medication. It's the same thing with business. If your business is struggling or even your idea of a business is struggling to get off the ground, you really want to know if it's the idea or if it's the environment. Like if you change the environment, what happens to the idea? So what, those kind of factors are the things to really consider when you are um, trying to um, go towards the plan because I believe this comes before the plan. This comes before the financial uh, projection plan. This comes before any other thing you do because the environment will affect all those things. The, the environment will affect how large your customer base is. The, the environment will, cost, will affect costs. Some things are, are cheaper in some areas compared to other places. So that is your starting point before you even think of doing a plan. Um, so I think I'll stop there for today. Um, this is our first episode. I hope this podcast has been kind of helpful in really helping you clarify the direction you should start moving if you're thinking of starting your own business. Um, at the time, I'm recording this November 2nd, um, 2020. So it's a day before the 2020 US presidential elections. Um, so much has happened this year from COVID, um, a lot of things, uh, the economy is falling apart in most parts of the world. Um, but I think we need to really be hopeful. We need to be clear minded. Yes, things are challenging and we have some difficulties that we're dealing with at this point in time. But having a, um, being able to, to structure a clear vision of a, a, a better future for ourselves would really help us. So I will stop there for today. Um, again, my name is Data and our platform is Ajola. It's a crowdfunding, crowdfunding platform made for entrepreneurs to raise capital from their customers. Um, you can check it out at ajola.com. So it's A-J-O-L-L-A.com. A-J-O-L-L-A.com. Um, thank you. And if you have any questions, you can send me an email at hello h-e-l-l-o at ajola a-g-o-l-l-a dot com um thank you and have a good rest of the day thanks